0: Hello and welcome to the seventh episode of season two of the Two Hands Under Hurl podcast. I'm your host this week, TJ Mills, and I'm joined as always by Liam O'Neill, Robbie Mansfield and Jack Kenny. How's things, lads?
1: All good,
2: Teach. All good.
3: Hello,
0: how are you? We didn't scare you off since last week anyway, Jack, so that's a good thing anyway.
3: Yeah, yes, 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 yes. you And a bad one. <laughs> it's
2: hard to scare them Limerick boys, isn't it?
3: We're well, tough out down here. I-
0: <laughs> I thought you'd make a good job of it, Liam, but fair play you didn't, and so um, you're not as good as I thought you were. <laughs> I know. I,
2: I've, I've been quite in the group chat this week, so, uh, you know, we'll give him another week or two, we'll then get settled in, and then uh, <laughs> then we'll see.
0: Well, if we could only keep you quite in the podcast today, it might do me a favour anyway. Oh! <laughs> Burn! <laughs> Uh, any crack with you this week, lads, or anything strange or wonderful, or it's the same old, same old?
3: Same old, same old.
0: Uh, we
1: sure, no crack, sure, no, no football, no hurling, no NFL, no rugby, uh, weather shite, lockdown. You know yourself, sure it's great. No Six <laughs> Nations this
0: week either. No. And no, I I actually, just when we're recording here, I can actually hear a, sign, a siren in the And so someone's in trouble on the motorway anyway, near me. So we're not like that. <laughs> well, the the again, capped. <laughs> well, when you have the motorway from, I was going to say from Dublin down, it's dangerous, but I oh, know I'm joking, I'm joking. Anyway, we crack on before we start falling out and go to um, lean with the Six Nations. What did you think of last weekend? The, Were you happy with the Irish performance
2: or kind of unlucky against France, being honest? Had a war, weren't they? But, um, I don't know, lads. As I said, all I saw, uh, France, were going to win this one. But um, I I think at the end of the day, a lot of it came down to um, Ireland not taking their chances, really, wasn't it? You know, um, when France got inside the 22... They started playing so quick. They got their offloads going. They got their couple of tries there. Whereas when Ireland were attacking, you could see what was going to happen. It's going to be a one man up and a pass out the back, and yeah. it's the same on same on every attack. Like and that makes it easy to to defend against Ireland. So um, I think if they sharpened up on attack, they'd be a lot a lot more dangerous. Like because uh, their defense seems fairly really good. Um, there was Francis' try to kind of put them ahead there in the second half uh, when there was a pass out wide to the wing. Uh, James Lowe should have came up and absolutely smashed him as soon as he caught the ball. But he, he kind of waited for him to catch the ball and then tried to tackle and he got stepped and it was a try. But uh, I think other than that, Ireland played kind of well. So um, to sharpen up an attack, they're going to be a dangerous, dangerous team.
0: It's a valid point you make there because I heard Ron O'Gara nearly saying the same thing in lines. Ireland our acts are kind of becoming predictable. Are they becoming a bit stale, Jack? Is it a thing that there's still a hangover from Josh Smith's reign there with Andy Farrell after being involved in that? Or does he need more time to try? Like, was the rot well set in that he needs more time to try and get Ireland back on track? Like,
3: Yeah, I mean, that is very uh, kind of a good kind of question to ask because, I mean... I know last year wasn't wasn't that uh, much to go off of with the whole um, with the whole uh, COVID, um, but you know Andy has been here for a while, and I feel like he hasn't really put much of a stamp kind of on the team in a sense. Um, like I do feel you know we are lacking in um, in a couple areas, and probably chief among would be attack. I mean, you even saw in the last maybe two or three minutes of the game. And as we brought our kind of last ditch attempt to kind of overthrow France and just as we constantly attacked, we just we just lost more and more ground. I mean, I think we were pushed back maybe like twenty meters. Um yep. so I do feel you know we are pretty pretty um just yeah, lacking in so many fields because before um Maybe back when Joe Smith, uh, Joe um, Schmidt was uh, leading us, I feel like we had probably more kind of flair and like there was more tenacity about the team. Oh, wow. But these days, um, I feel like we're a class below the likes of like France and South Africa and New Zealand. We just don't seem to do the things we need to do well, well, well enough.
0: Another, another. I agree completely with you, Jack. Another point was made um, after the match last weekend. Robbie was that the Irish youth structure is lacking behind the likes as, as Jack said there, the likes of South Africa, France. France put it. France were planning and building for this for a very long number of years. Is it a thing that we have to look at the the structure and maybe look at the provinces? I know we were chatting last week about maybe. I forget who said it, about maybe the top player... Or no, sorry, it was on the... After the match, sorry, it's mixing it up with the podcast, where you have maybe a top player that isn't getting a game with Munster or Leinster, maybe going to Connacht or Ulster or something like that, mixing it up. Do Ireland have to kind of do that, that you don't have players kind of sitting behind, say, Murray and Jonathan Sexton and that?
1: Um... I'm not I'm not really sure like I think we have like good kind of youth structure and there's like lots of talented young guys um I just think that at like probably at 10 we're kind of probably facing into a bit of a crisis now it's like um cuz Jonathan Sexton he's at the point where he's probably too old to be our starting 10 for the World Cup and the guys who are kind of coming up aren't as good as him you know so he's still probably the best option at 10 um I think like we're, we we have kind of good structure it's just like I know when Andy Frius, uh came in, it was all about like he was going to give us like this uh, different attacking game and you're going to be more offloads and we we're going to be, it's not going to be as boring as it was under uh, Joe Schmidt, but he hasn't really kind of delivered that at all. Like there's not really, we don't really have, we seem to have less of a direction in attack. Like, you know, when we were under Joe Schmidt, we had the style of uh, not offloading and kind of uh, winning the collisions and all that sort of stuff. But we don't even seem to be kind of doing that well in attack now. So, um, yeah, I think overall our, our structures are really well. Like the provinces are good. Um, I just think that we've been kind of blessed with having a uh, really good uh, scrum or uh, out half since 2000 when uh, Ronan O'Gara came in and then we got that was kind of taken over by Jonathan Sexton. So we've been really blessed over the last 20 years in that position. But now it's like, we don't have the next guy and we're kind of looking for that. And I think if we were to get someone sorted at 10, we would be in a lot better place and playing maybe a different type of rugby in attack, uh, not being so one-dimensional as Liam said.
0: Yeah. One of the critiques, now we won't, sorry, I'm stuttering here, dwell on it much more, is one of the critique of Joe Smith's reign coming near then was there were kind of, what would you say there are too many instructions going out there or kind of they couldn't play with freedom. Now, it seems to be the opposite with Andy Farrell. Could it be a thing that Ireland needs structurally, that they need real proper instructions, that this group of players at the moment kind of need a set game plan and can't go out and play with the
2: freedom that other teams could? Lads, I'm going to be honest with you here. They're fucking grown men. You know, they've been playing this game for how long? Like, I know you do need your certain level of structure. But at the same time, they're grown men. They've been playing this sport for years. They should be able to play what's in front of them as well. Like, you've seen it. I don't know what it is, whether it's a game plan or what. But whenever Ireland turned over a line-out or turned over a rook, the ball went out to Billy Burns and he kicked it straight up into the air. Yeah. giving it straight back to France. Like, what the fuck are they doing that for? Yeah. You know, like, a lot of times you've seen it. Ireland... Um, Ireland turned over a line out in the middle of the pitch. Uh ball went out to Billy Burns. And if you had to pass it out, it was a four-on-three attack to Ireland, which is normally in international rugby, that's normally a try. Or it's getting you to the five-meter line at least. Like I don't understand why they're they're kicking it away, you know. Um in terms of structure, lads, you know, there there has to be a game plan in, in play, but um I do strongly believe in kind of playing what's in front of you as well. Um, you can only stick to a game plan so much. So, play what's in front of you, really. Yeah, before
0: we move on, um, Scotland coming up short against Wales. A red card for Scotland, similar to Ireland in the previous game. Is it a thing that Wales are a bit lucky? or Are there kind of a poor side that hang in there and hang in there and take every opportunity as it comes? What do you think, Jack?
3: Yeah, um, it is very funny because you know I would be a I would be a big Wales fan. Um, they have some great players. They are tough as old boots. They are hard players, and they do know how to win, which kind of seems, in a sense, we you know that that kind of would echo throughout the last few weeks. Um, they definitely aren't playing great rugby at all, and uh, they just seem to be doing enough to get by, which. I guess in the grand scheme of things, is all you need to do, um, but yeah, very unfortunate for Scotland uh, with the uh, with the uh, red, with with the red card. Um, obviously, there's a huge crackdown on kind of head uh, collisions lately. Um, very unfortunate. Um, I don't think you know uh, Wales are coming away from these matches too. Maybe happy with their performances. I, I, I don't think they should be. Uh, you know, they really need to do something. Um, hopefully, in the next few weeks, they'll kind of grow into that role. Maybe like England and kind of start to gain some bit of more momentum. But they are doing enough. But it'll just be interesting to see how long that'll kind of last. Because I mean, luck can only last for so long, really.
0: Yeah, I know. I'd agree with you there. Anything to add to it, Liam or Robbie? Um could Wales be the dark s- horses actually. Could they be the side I, to sorry, could they be the team to maybe take on France?
1: Yeah, I was just gonna say that um like I say Ireland have played really, really well and lost both their games, whereas Wales have uh played not not up to their standard and won kind of both games and they can go on and go on and win the Grand Slam. So it's kind of like, it was going kind of to highlight the, you know, the thin margins for error in the Six Nations, like where you can have two really good performances That's after two cool. games and be completely out of the tournament. Whereas, you know, Wales are just kind of, you know, it's kind of almost there for the taking now if they beat, um, I think it's England, they play next and then they play Italy yeah. and then France, you know, so they could be, you know, build, building momentum to, uh, to win the whole thing.
0: And they're always there, thereabouts, Liam. Wales are, even if they're poor or they lose a game, they're always there they're about to win the championship
2: sorry Peter, I completely fucking zoned out there but uh, no. <laughs> I, I was just thinking I was like uh, I was just thinking I think um, France might be a small bit disjointed in the next game because didn't uh, Antoine Dupont test positive for COVID there during he the week? did yeah he did
0: yeah,
2: yeah so yeah. I think uh, if they have that good a good backup nine they'll be grand but uh, yeah that's all I was thinking of there Peter. what the <laughs> fuck no.
0: Oh, fuck, all, just move on. I know. I know. All I was going to say was even if Wales lose a game, they always still have a shot to win the championship. And could this be one of the year that could be the dark horse? But uh, if you don't want to answer, I move on anyway. I have no difficulty. Yeah,
2: we we better on lad. We've, uh, <laughs> we've, 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 we've wasted enough time here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was uh, uh, Liam's forte. But anyway, here we move on. Uh, Robbie, nice. No, we're on about Dublin dominating the football, dominating Leinster, dominating all Ireland, and now they're dominating the all stars.
1: Great, you... just say that. Say that to me again, just so, so we can all soak it up. <laughs> <laughs> I never, I never get tired of hearing that.
0: Nine, they're matching Kerry's record of the the great team of the eighties, and I think they're also match. Magi- uh, sorry, uh, they're also matching the great team, Dublin team of the seventies as well. So. Are you happy they didn't break the record or are they up there with those Kerry team and Dublin team in the 70s and 80s?
1: Well, like, obviously they're up there because they've won six all Islands in a row. So <laughs> some would argue that they're better than those teams, to be honest with you. Um, yeah, like, I think, you know, it was kind of a poor year for, like, uh, players to stand out just the way it was with the kind of the straight knockout uh, thing, you know, because normally you'd get, like, uh, teams playing in the back door, and you would kind of, you know, get those kind of bigger teams, uh, likes of Tyrone and Donegal or Galway, who could come back through the back door and kind of end up kind of in the final or semi final or something. So I suppose you were kind of missing out on that in for the All Stars and stuff like that. And teams that played well in the provinces, you know, like Cork, bet Kerry, and then uh, Tipperary bet them. So you couldn't really have many Cork players in there, even though they played well and. There was a kind of few games like that, but uh, all in all, I think Dublin could have come away with probably 10 of the All-Stars. Um but having said that, it was kind of a poor year for the GA and football in general. And you know, the dominance of Dublin, while I'm enjoying it, is not great for football as a spectacle. And you know, it's it's not it's not really something you can get that excited about. Uh, whereas if you compare that to hurling, there's like lots of kind of uh Teams can beat each other and stuff like that. So, football has kind of gone stale and you probably need to do something. Uh, having said all that, I'm enjoying Dublin winning to be honest with else, you. So,
0: what what would you say they'd have to do, Robbie? I mean, honestly, they're, the thing uh, we're just chatting off air and I thought of it when I was walking today is it a situation that if they did split Dublin, it just could create a bigger animal altogether, like that you could have maybe 12, 13 players from the Metropolitan dominating the All-Stars, but also dominating the football championship like. Are...
1: Yeah. yeah, you could have that. Like, you have, like, in, say, if you watch, like, uh, League of Ireland soccer, there's, like, lots of Dublin teams in the top division, you know? So, yeah, I, I don't think, like, splitting Dublin in, ta- in half, or whatever, is going to be, uh, like, a long-term solution. And, like, I think in time, this team will have its day and you'll kind of look back at it. You know, like... The Kilkenny team has its say and you know everyone thought that they'd go on forever and you know they didn't. And you know, the Kerry teams beforehand, everyone thought that they just kinda of dominate and dominate and domination. Yeah. This current hurling team looked like they're gonna dominate for the next few years, like but this thing these things kinda of come and go. And in a few years Dublin will be kind of back to like struggling to win Lancer titles. I think that's that's definitely gonna happen. Um so I don't think we should be splitting anybody up anytime soon.
0: What do you think, Jack? I mean, being from Limerick, that I mean had great success in the mid two thousands in football, and were very unlucky this year not to. They they were very close to beating Tipperary, that went on to win the Munster Championship. I think it was it went extra time, if I if I am not wrong. Do you think football's in trouble, or do say the likes of counties that it's kind of the likes of counties like Limerick and that need more support?
3: Yeah, um, I would feel, I guess, from being on the ground here, uh, with the overall consensus of GA hurling would be, I guess, the main kind of guy around here. You know, um, yeah. like there is a huge emphasis with football, but I guess going going from club to club, uh, probably like sixty or seventy percent would be very hurling dominant. Nice. Um, you you like do get that sense where definitely for a good a a good couple of years throughout my childhood and as i grew up it just seemed like there wasn't an awful lot of interest um but it but it does seem like it is coming back and i guess it's kind of a cliche to say but once you see a small bit of success that kind of inspires more people to i guess you know take part and it kind of brings more attraction to it um so i guess you know, the past probably hasn't been too great, but with the likes of the team now um, and the way things seem to be going, I think the future is kind of bright and the times are ahead. Um, I think I think Limerick football will probably just go up and up from here.
0: Yeah, I know. Yeah. there are great work, as you say, being done on the ground down there. I'm trying to think of the Limerick football manager's name. I, it's escaping me at the moment, but I mean, it just shows the dedication he has down there. And I mean, so, you look at Clare football as well. I mean, they're great work going on on the ground down there as well. I yeah. won't go to Liam on this because I, or do you want to? come in on this Liam you're falling you asleep
2: <laughs> the only thing the only thing I was going to say here is I think Robbie has muted his mic to tell his missus that he might run a bit over for four o'clock <laughs> <laughs> I, I, never, I
0: never <laughs> noticed that I never noticed that good cop Liam good cop <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's
2: gone he's not even saying that I'm back here yeah he's gone he's gone
1: is I is bad, my, I'm right. Right. Hey, I'm my mic by accident. Sorry. I was like giving you shit back. Hey, 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 hey. Listen, listen. It's bad enough you said stuff about me in the WhatsApp. So That was bad enough. But, you know, staying on the podcast is, is different. You know man, that's mean? You need to edit that shit out, TJ. You are crossing a line.
2: I know the last,
0: time I, last time I edited something small, I got slagging for it because I got the 40-minute episode. So I'm sorry, I'm sorry It was easily
2: fixed. There's easily 15 minutes of that, of that episode missing, TJ. Well, <laughs>
0: we prove it We, we prove it anyway. Here, um, next topic we have here anyways. Um, or sorry, I meant to go to Jack before Liam <laughs> knocked me off there. Um, the Hurling Ulcers are going to be announced tonight. Do you think Limerick will dominate dominate them, Jack? Personally, I fancy Limerick to get about seven or eight.
3: Yeah, same. You see, um, I also guess these things kind of favour... Obviously, the uh, winning team, kind of, you know, um, and it just, yeah, it does seem like, you know, Limerick does have a great young team. And I mean, you know, we have so many people nominated, guys like um, Nicky Quaid, guys like Sean Finn, guys like Will O. O'Donoghue, guys like uh, Geroad Hegarty. You know, they're all fantastic players and they all played very well this season. So I guess you know me just being biased and me being from Limerick, I would you know be fairly confident in saying that I would assume they they would pick up yeah five six seven eight all stars, Um, but there are like very well deservedly you know other players throughout the uh, country, guys like TJ Reid, guys like Austin Gleeson, you know they're they are fantastic hurlers, but um, I feel like the kind of momentum is uh, behind Limerick, so I will go with Limerick.
0: What do you think, Robbie, do you agree? Do you think domina- or, sorry, Limerick will dominate their hurling all-stars and thoroughly deserve it?
1: Yeah, they're definitely the best team in the country. Uh, they'll probably get seven or eight, as you say. Um, you know, and it's probably it's probably a bit of a barren period for Kilkenny. They've only got five uh, total nominations uh, out of 45 players, you know. So that's kind of, I don't know, I don't know they probably haven't done that poorly in kind of recent memory, but... Uh, it just goes to show you, as uh, kind of Jack was saying about, like you know, teams getting to a final and stuff like that. I think, like if yeah. Kilkenny beat Waterford, then you have kind of maybe TJ Reed, TJ Reid coming into the hurler of the year conversation and stuff like that. So it's kind of you know, small margins can be the difference of whether you're you're in consideration for all stars or not. You know, so um, but yeah, Limerick are going to dominate. their, you know they probably could have been going for three in a row had they not. I think was uh, Kilkenny bet them. Um, the year before last so they could have been going for three in a row they were good enough to do that and uh, you know it's the best the big question next year is going to be or this year or whatever this season is going to be who can stop them you know that's the that's going to be the question on everybody's lips you know and teams are going to have to dig deep to try and do that
0: yeah I know I agree completely with you and one exciting thing being from Kilkenny especially when you're not getting success for a while, is going up there and trying to challenge the likes of Limerick and that. we done it with Cork back in the early 2000s, early to mid-2000s, so hopefully we can do it again. Anyway, that brings us on um, to Jack. H- your favourite footballer and favourite hurler from another county?
3: Uh, favourite hurler? I would probably go with a guy, Austin Gleeson. Um, I just really like... I just get a vibe... Off of him that he just loves hurling and he just puts so much effort into his um, craft. I mean, over over maybe the last three or four years, he's just been on a constant upward trajectory. And he and he's just gotten better and better, and he just seems to have more of a you know role in the actual team's success. Um, I feel like he's a great little player um, and really integral to the kind of success of. Uh, Waterford uh, lately and in terms of football I don't really have much of a clue to be honest, I actually don't follow much of it so could be fucking
0: anyone <laughs> <Yeah>. I know, <laughs> no issue with that, actually I agree with you with Austin Gleason. you actually read me mine because I was wrecking my head to try and think our old Hegarty would be fairly close but Austin Gleason's yeah. just a genius so he'd be and go to you Robbie, your favourite hurler and footballer from another county
1: yeah, well, uh, I'd go for uh, Clifford from uh, Kerry. He's probably, yep. you know, the best, uh, probably the best, if not one of the best um, players in, in the country at the moment. And had they beaten Cork, they would have been uh, a real threat to Dublin like, doing six in a row. So uh, he's definitely, he's going to definitely win a bag, a load of All-Irelands as well in the future. And uh, for Hurler, I'd go for uh, another Waterford man. I'd go for uh Tiger de burka He's just really oh, okay. kind of solid and... Uh, He's kind of very instrumental in uh, how far the re- resurgence of Waterford uh, this year and stuff. So, yeah, two yeah. two great players. And uh, hopefully hopefully Waterford can win an all, All-Ireland in the future as well. It's been through a long drought. So, uh, hopefully uh, yeah. they can get one.
0: Yeah, as I said, they're Austin Gleason and be my pick. And I'd agree. I, the reason I pick Austin Gleason is when you go to the well so often and come back, they kind of come back short. <laughs> like, I mean, it just shows great commitment and me footballer favorite footballer from another county it'd be close it'd be between Dean Rock and Aidan O'Shea I mean Dean Rock is a phenomenal footballer and he's getting the success but Aidan O'Shea an absolute phenomenal footballer as well and similar tossing to Leeson Gleeson and Watford going to the well and coming up short again kind of way so um, do you want to come in on this Liam or Will we move on to?
2: Ah, may may as well move on, boys. Yeah, as a wise man once said, it could be fucking anyone.
1: So, uh, yeah. yeah. Just, I, just TJ. Before you move on, just uh, it must be hard not to pick one of uh, Kilkenny man as a footballer. That must feel strange for you, <laughs> Joe. Yeah. If I was picking a footballer from Kilkenny right,
2: Paul Dunley Look him up. Everyone's like, yeah, who? I know. I, yeah, look I was like, who the that guy? <laughs> look him, him up, guys. Look him up. If
0: I were actually, if I was to pick me, it's a funny one. If I was to pick me favorite footballer within Kenny it'd be a, He was on the hurling panel as well. Mick Malone's his name. He's from Mal-Navad. the Reason I would not want to say too much is he's a good friend of mine as well. So, um, but yeah, as no, is, I mean, as is everybody, as is everybody. Yeah, everybody, everybody. <laughs> That's what you say on the fence. Oh no, no, no. He he actually is. I went to school with him and socialized as well. And yeah, I know done a couple of battles when I was playing football here in Kilkenny as well before I switched to League. But you're always on the yeah. fence, TJ. I oh, know I'm permanently not permanently on the fence.
1: <laughs> I think the fence is well, on TJ, this stage. <laughs> it. What do you think about Brian Cody's manager for Kilkenny? <laughs> we'll move on he's a legend Pretend, he's yeah. a legend
0: uh, we move I uh, know uh, he's a legend and I make absolutely no issue about that and I guarantee you, there'll be move no thought left on Liam well if you shut up i fucking say it you <laughs> the um,
2: one who was fucking rambling shut I was up. going
0: to you I was going to you Wolves beat Leeds last night I was actually did, bringing uh... you in and you fucking butted in so Deal with it, but no. uh, Wolves bet Leeds last night. Robbie said seven pints away from Liverpool. Are they
2: on a run? They are, and I think Liverpool are just playing shite, really. Aren't they? Bad form, bad form, all right. Very bad
0: form, but bounce back during the week. So, uh, that was a big and important, yeah.
2: Thing. You, you'd hope so, yeah. You wouldn't want Liverpool to finish behind the team like Wolves, would you? <laughs>
0: I don't think it happened anyway, but if they win today, they'll be 10 points ahead, so, um, and they always have a good spot against everything kind of way, so um, go on to the fixtures during the week, Robbie uh, as I said, a win for Liverpool but a bad loss for Barcelona
1: Yeah, I think kind of, things are just kind of winding down at Barcelona, and you know, I think the whole messy kind of saga is just kind of draining the life out of the club, and He's not happy there. He wants to move, and he's kind of at an age now where they're not going to really cash in on kind of selling him, you know. So uh, yeah, yeah, it's a bit of a mad kind of scenario. I hope kind of uh, Messi kind of moves somewhere like Man City or something, and kind of has a like and have a, like a re kind of um, revamp his career somewhere else. Because I think like a Barcelona is kind of getting quite stale for him, and uh, you know they have kind of Pique at the back there. He's kind of. You know he's a good, he's a really good player, but he's kind of um, against the likes of Mbappe and stuff like that. Like he's going to get torn to shreds, which is what happened. And uh, yeah, kind of age in Barcelona team, and they haven't guys they've kind of brought in to replace uh, Neymar and Chavi and all these great players they've had over the year. They're not up to the same standard, you know. So uh, yeah, hopefully Messi can get a move away from Barcelona, and Barcelona can kind of focus on you know getting on with things after Messi, you know, which is they're going to be facing into that now. So, uh, yeah, it's kind of sad because I really liked Barcelona and Messi and all the kind of great years. They're probably one of the greatest teams ever uh, when kind of Xavi and Iniesta were there. So, it's kind of sad to see, but, um, you know, these things happen, you know.
0: Yeah, what do you think, Jack? Um, Do you agree with Robbie there? Do you think it's the end of a really great Barcelona team?
3: I do, yeah, I do. Um, You know, like, obviously, there are uh, highs and lows, um, you know, we, I mean, Messi has been on the top of his game and, you know, I guess it would depend who um, you ask, you know, but he's, but he's been on the top of, you know, uh, the game like for years now, you know, uh, he's been playing, you know, pretty well and, you know, obviously people are going to have to slow down and, you know, uh, kind of move on eventually, Um it would be interesting to see, you know, where he does go. I mean, I'm not a huge uh, football fan, but I guess it would just be exciting to see him, you know, come out of Spain and just go somewhere else to just see, you know, what what he can bring to maybe, yeah, like certain sides in like, you know, England or uh, wherever. So for things like that, it, you know, would be quite interesting just as a spectator to see, you know, what could happen.
0: Yeah, do you think... Before we move on, let's see. You think he could end up in somewhere the likes of China or somewhere like that, where the big money players seem to retire? I hope he doesn't. I hope
1: he kind of goes to another club, a proper club, and doesn't just take the, the money in China. You know, hopefully he goes and because uh, it's kind of sad. Like and you kind of these players go and you never see them again. So
3: yeah,
1: yeah. Hopefully go yeah. to like a, a preferably a team in in the Premier League, so we can kind of get to see more of them. If not, maybe go to Italy and maybe kind of rekindle the rivalry with uh, Ronaldo and stuff like that. So,
0: Yeah, I know. It'd be great. Now, we move on. Do you want to add in, Liam, or will I move on again? Uh, move on. <laughs> move on before I uh, piss you off again. But... <laughs> I know, you never piss me off. Uh, actually, it, you actually gave me a good introduction to the next topic. Yeah. Um, As a lot of you know, I'm doing a lot of walking lately and it's just clear the head you're in lockdown and that and build back up fitness as well with jogging and that. And one thing that's really bugging me now, maybe it's because we're being locked down or something is you're walking along and a car's coming and you step in to let them pass, especially in a by road and you wave and they don't wave back. So then you get the huff up and say here, well, screw you. And then the next car comes along and you say, here, I'm going to get me on back. I'm not going to wave. And they wave at you. <laughs> so it brings me to the point, to wave or not to wave? What do you think, Liam? Or do you have any stories?
2: Right. I actually have one really good story, but um, it's kind of down to a case of identity. So, um I was in Comer, right, and I was going over to the ATM to take out a bit of money, but I was after driving, so I had my glasses on, yeah. so I get out of the car, uh, naturally, I take off the glasses and let them in the car, so my eyesight was a small bit blurry, and um, I seen a lad coming up from the ATM as well, right, and I was like, Jesus Christ, is that, is that one of the boys, yeah, he must be back from the uh, boy, just his new car as well, so I seen him getting in, and I was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go over, and I'm going to say hello, so I went over and I jumped in the car with him. I was like, well, how are you going on? And it wasn't him. All right. Oh, I <laughs> frightened the living shit of him, right? He threw his wallet at me and he was like, just take it. Good luck, just take it. Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> so it was quite awkward. Like, you know, I, was, I was there sitting in the car with an absolute stranger. And I was like, I thought I was 100% sure. It was your man from the, that was back back home. Like he had a big fuzzy curly hair. He had glasses. He was wearing a big loose hoodie like he always would. I was a hundred percent. I said, like, Jesus man, that's nice Curon. He has a nice new car. I'll go over and I'll chat to him. I, I felt I felt like the biggest fucking prick ever jumping into the car beside him. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. We chatted out, we had a bit of a laugh, but uh yeah. I gave him back a yeah, I'm always under the firm belief. I always wave, no matter what, I always wave. Um it's even the kind of thing if I if I hear someone beep a harm, my hand goes straight up in the air. I won't even look around to see who it is. So uh, it could be for me or not, but no, I always wave you. I'm a nice guy, I'm not like some of those pricks down in Stonyford. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I won't say anything, I won't say anything. Go on to you there, Jack. Do you wave or not wave? <laughs>
3: Oh, 100% way, 100% um I feel like it's just a decent thing to do like you know um and even like it obviously can be super awkward like when you wave and people just look past you yeah. you know it's like it, it, it's like am I in like visible to you like I mean like <laughs> what because one of my neighbors I think she lives two or three doors down from me and uh like she will never ever wave but 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 like when you meet her in the shop or you just meet her, you know, uh, anywhere, like she'll, she'll, she'll talk away to you completely normally. And, you know, she's so nice, but it's just, but it's just whenever she's driving and, you know, she looks at you for a, like a split second because you like can see her eyes move back
1: mm-hmm. to
3: like, you know, straight ahead. And. You know, he just pisses me off so much to the point of where, like, someday if ever I have, like, a can of Coke in my hand I'm going to drive it through a fucking (laughs) way. Just be like, wave (laughs) at me. See me. Like, I am a person. But, for now I just wave.
0: (laughs) Actually, before we move on to Robbie because we have to go to the break quickly as Liam would say, the Zoom's going to run out but (laughs) I'm going to be very careful in saying this but there's actually a person I know really well and Anyone knows Sony. There's a track around the the pitch in Sony, and this I know the girl for years and years, but she just ignores you. Did you? I mean, they, no, 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 Lean. Uh, whatever <laughs> happens, whatever conversation happens <laughs> off air stays off air. So, uh, so uh, I make that perfectly clear because that will be edited out. But uh, yeah, it's just ignores, and it's a bit like Jack. I just think to myself, you fuck? anyway. Robbie, I go on to you to wave or
1: not to wave. Oh, it depends like if, if the person's shifted you or not, like, you know, that would be the question, <laughs> wouldn't it? <laughs> uh, I know. Uh, <laughs> just, <laughs> just to move on. Um yeah, like I think like, you know, if if I'm on my road, I wave at everybody. But like if I'm at, if I'm on some road just down, you know, the middle of nowhere, like I'm not gonna wave. I don't know these people, you know what I mean? So if I'm on my road and you don't wave back at me you're dead to me. That's, that's my attitude. i will be cursing, I'd be cursing and, and blinding you, but like, you know, if you're somewhere like, you know, what, like miles away from your home, like, you know, you're just driving, like there's no point in waving at everybody. Like, you would be kind of, the hand wore off you if you were trying to do that. Like, so uh, yeah, I just think, you know, in certain places, like on my road, I'll wave at you, but other than that, you know, go fuck yourselves.
0: Yeah. I, <laughs> nice. I, I get your point there, but it's awkward if like if you have a stranger driving past and they wave at you, you the first in, <laughs> instant reaction is to wave straight away. Like so.
1: If, ah, yeah. If like if someone waved, t- at, if someone waved at me, I'd wave back at them. Like I'm not a toll brick. Like, but like I wouldn't be just be going out of my way. Like, you know, if I was down, you know, in Kerry or something, waving at everybody. Like, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. No. <laughs> I, know what I mean? I get your drift. I get your drift. Actually, before we finish, because as I said, we're coming up to the break. What is your wave? Is it, say you're driving, you saw someone, is it the finger up on the steering wheel? Is it the big salute? Or is it kind of like the, what would you say, the hand spasm wave is the only way I can describe (laughs) it. that The hand's gone about 200 mile an hour waving at someone. So before we finish up, Jack, what's your wave?
3: I feel there's kind of tears to it. So if I just know the person, I would probably give like a kind of a finger up But then if it went up to like, you know, seeing a close friend, then I'd, you know, do that thing where you like, you know, like where you put your hand up, like pure high and you kind of like face it down and, you know, you kind of like shake it around. Kind of like that.
0: What, What for you, Liam? Would it be a big salute or kind of a finger up wave? I
2: know I only have two minutes here, but this comes down to an absolute multitude of factors.
3: So, uh, <laughs> this well, is this a podcast here. in itself. This is a podcast Please. in itself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. this, yeah, this a, it's, it's like own episode. Actually, do yeah. you know
0: what? Actually, sorry, just in case, I'm going to cut you off there and we come back with that
1: because
0: I don't want to fucking try and patch two parts together. It can be a <laughs> nightmare to get a split in it or to get an even. So what we do is we take a break for Krusty Scone before the... Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, the moral of the story is if you can rip the piss out of yourself before anyone else do it. So we take a break, lads, and chat in a few minutes, sir. Catch in a bit, boys. Say bye-bye. Yeah, like- bye-bye. Hello and welcome to part two, uh, episode seven of season two of the Two Hands on the Earl podcast. Um, you just actually missed... A ferocious belch by Lehman. That's why I'm still laughing here, lads. It was, was fucking epic. That was an earthquake. Like I could actually feel it on me laptop coming through. It was like, Homer, it was,
1: Homer, 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 his Simpson-esque. I
0: I think Thanks, it was more it like it I think it was more like Barney after doing a weekend booze and like it was just uh, <laughs> <laughs> there was some gas in that. Anyway, actually on about Limo. I cut you off rudely before. Um, yeah. I want to finish about your salute because I won't lie to you, lads. Trying to patch two recordings together is a nightmare, and I was. I'm too lazy to do it. So, Liam, you're on about it. Depended on the situation for what sort of wave or salute you do. So,
2: yes, absolutely. So it comes down to an absolute multitude of factors, right? And uh, the couple of minutes break we had there, I was able to kind of narrow it down to the big tree. So, obviously, the big three, but yeah. Used to be a great pub. Obviously, it comes nights. down to how well... <laughs> Let's not get sidetracked here, Teej, right? <laughs> Stay on fire. <laughs> so, hey, don't be, don't be cutting me off here, T. So, number one, it comes down to how well you know the person. So, you know, obviously, if, if I know you're great, I'm going to give you such a cool wave, you know? I'm not just going to give you the, the little... Singer or I like fucking,
3: finger
2: bang or something. Yeah, a little kind of shit. You're know, hey, this guy, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you a proper wave. Like number two, it comes down to how much I like you. You know, if I think you're a prick, <laughs> I'll give you a little head. I give you a little head nod, and then I go. But you know, if, if I like you, you know, that's that's nearly coming down to a hug. Yeah. You know? <laughs> now, if you combine the two at all... Yeah, that is a great combination. You know, you're getting a couple of noises out of me as well. You know, you're getting and a massive wave. You could get a hug. You might get a little fucking squeaky noise out of me. You know, that's, that's kind of ultimate, you know, isn't it? And then kind of the the, the third one comes down to what mood you're in. Oh, if you're in a shit mood, you don't want to wave at anyone, you know. If you're in a great mood, you're all unbelievable. You'll, you'll wave at everyone, you know. You'll wave at the fucking fucking whatever you know, I don't want to say it because we probably have to fucking uh, edit it out so uh, yeah. but uh, yeah <laughs> be careful but, uh, so you, be
0: careful
2: if you combine all three of those lads I'd nearly ride you, you know, if I was in a great mood <laughs> if we're Jeez. best of mates uh, great mood best of mates and fucking uh, I know you and I love you yeah you know, that's that's coming down to I do answer, for you know so uh, yeah there's an absolute multitude multitude of factors those are the big three uh, get over it, get with it, or fuck off.
0: I was going like, to say now I know why I used to only get the head nod coming out of train a couple. of days. Yeah, you, so you <laughs> still only you still get it a few times. So. <laughs> but thank God you don't love me so because that's scary
2: then part there. <laughs> <laughs> I said nearly. I said I'd nearly right there. Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't say. Yeah, uh, I'm not making any promises. Yeah, you know, but
0: <laughs> I know. I, I, I'm. It's completely clarified now. I'm hated, so I only get a head nod. So I resign. I'm resigned to that fact. What, but it's more
1: it? of an ironic head nod. It's because like he's he's kind of giving you the head nod, as in like he really loves you, but he's just giving you the head nod, so you don't get like you know. It's kind of an in joke between the two of you. So I think that's what it yeah. is.
2: Oh so play, it's play, kind of play it cool,
0: play it cool. So it's kind of <laughs> like the head nod about quarter to two in the left bank when you spot someone that you like, kind of way. That kind of head nod,
2: or are... you know, I, well, yeah, like if if you're giving me that situation, yeah, you have to give them the fuck me eyes with the head nod. So you know, there's, <laughs> there's a couple of things there. as yeah, we're. I think we've Can got we just... this sidetracked. Yeah, but... <laughs> I know. I, I was yeah, so we kind say have.
0: I was actually going to say it's gone tense in territory now because we made the point <laughs> in this podcast to listen. Can back we just go to back everything. to Jack
1: saying he'd finger bang someone when he's introduced himself, or he's swearing? <laughs> <Yeah. a second. laughs>
2: you see, <laughs> sure, I, I actually I'm like that, that sounds excessive,
1: that... Jack. I like actually... that sounds
3: excessive, man. I'm sorry. Hey, eh, you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You're either right
2: with it or you're not,
3: yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> the way this podcast is gone lately, lads, I think we're going to have to get censors in or something because it's Thank gone, you. it's beyond be my pay wage now to edit this. Shit. But
2: <laughs>
0: anyway, before we move on, Robbie, he, yeah. the, uh,
2: sorry. sorry, I was going to say, uh, I was going to say he's lying, we don't pay him, so uh. <laughs>
1: You're getting paid. You guys are getting paid. Getting paid. <laughs> Get paid?
0: What? Fuck! I let that slip, lads. I let that
1: slip. <laughs> well, How
0: about you, Robbie? Before we move on, uh, what would your be wave of choice be, except for Jack's finger bang? Arlene's fuck me, <laughs> uh, fuck me nod, kind of it.
1: Yeah. Like, where do I go from here? I don't know. I suppose it's just like you know, it's kind of in the moment, like, like you know, as guys are saying. Like, it, like if you kind of know the person really well and you're in a good mood it's like a combination of things you know so you could be giving someone a big massive wave if you're in a great mood and you kind of you know them really well and all that sort of stuff but uh yeah like kind of what I was thinking about there was like I know a lot of kind of kind of parents uh that kind of go to the same school as my kid and um especially kind of my youngest guy he's in uh junior infants and like all these kind of parents that you kind of you know, because your kids go to the same school, but you don't really know them at all. And you kind of have to give them this kind of awkward, like, oh, hi, how's it going? Sort of a thing. You know, that's kind of, it's proper cringy, And like, the kind of thoughts to be going through my head, like, "I'm like, oh here, fucking, what do I do here with this person coming up to you? Do I like give them a big wave or say hi or, you know, because once you say hi to these people, you know, at the start of the school year, you have to say hi to them for the rest of the year. So it's kind of, it's complicated.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I know. I was actually just thinking to myself here, this was meant to be a short segment and I'm taking responsibility for a on, or maybe it's just me because of the break or that, but uh, I hope the listen. We didn't lose the listeners anyway on it. <laughs> and we move on actually to a brilliant topic and Robbie deserves credit for this one and it deserves credit for nearly all of these actually as well. <laughs> um, so, and I think it might spark a bit of a debate and I go to you Liam first. Um, okay. Your favourite actor, Robert De Niro or Al Pacino?
2: Oh, I don't know. Can I say it, Denzel Washington? No. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> you're the one. <laughs>
0: you're the one slagging me for sitting on the fence. So get off of that fucking fence. Wasn't... There's only room for one on it. So that's
2: it. <laughs> I wasn't going near. I wasn't going near a fence. I was going to say Denzel. Yeah, I, lo- I love me a bit of Denzel, boys. Um, yeah, I suppose if it's between uh, De Niro and uh, Pacino, I think it's been cheap. Blah, 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 blah. Sorry, boys. I can't. Just I can never to say that get oh, no, no. the Get it. No, 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 TJ, you know you know no. I tell you I'm going to take my absolute time. <laughs> and make it fully fully sure that you're not hitting this 40 minute episode. So, um, well, you that's can edit on anyway. So, again, if you, <laughs> if you want, you can edit me out again like the last time. But, uh, you know, I'm going to go with uh, with Pacino, boys. Uh, I'm not, I, I know I'm not pronouncing properly because I'm not able, but uh, yeah, we'll leave it there because I really want to talk about Denzel. So, uh, yeah, we'll go to Robbie.
1: Yeah, well, you know, to be honest, I could like, I'm not going to sit on the fence. But I could definitely argue a massive case for both of them.
3: Yeah,
1: true. Uh, So yeah. I think I think De Niro kind of had some of the better roles and was probably a better actor in certain films. But he's kind of like over the last maybe, I don't know, 10, 15 years, he's kind of picked a lot of kind of just kind of easy roles. And he kind of just he just he's just kind of playing himself more than anything else, you know. But uh, I think Pacino... Pacino goes all in with fucking everything. He's like balls to the wall with every performance and um, kind of, I don't know if you've seen the Irishman movie. It's a really long movie, but it was kind of a recent enough movie with uh, Pacino and De Niro. And I just kind of felt that in that movie, uh, Pacino just kind of, he kind of gave it, he kind of gave it a bit more than De Niro for me anyway. And he kind of, I think he's a better actor overall and he can play different types of people more than De Niro. De Niro, like he plays the parts he plays really well, but he's kind of the same, if you know what I mean. He's always a De Niro character in the movies, whereas Pacino can be like Scarface, or he can be Michael Corleone, or I was watching a good one last night with uh, Johnny Depp. It's uh, Donny Brasco, uh, which I've never seen seen before. Really good movie. That's why I was kind of going, forget about it, because that's like, (laughs) it does an iconic uh, line in that movie, but uh, Yeah. yeah, so I think Pacino... You know, not by much, but he wins it. And <coughs> to follow up on Liam's point of Denzel, like Denzel, absolute king. Uh,
0: Thanks, Rob. Uh, just one point to make there, Robbie, just before I go to Jack. Um, do you think De Niro kind of sold himself out a bit to stay kind of stay in the public eye, in a sense, with some of the films he chose where Pacino just stuck to his kind of principles, in a sense? Or is that a, a bad point to make?
1: No, no, I think it's kind of, I think maybe for Pacino, like, because he did a lot of kind of uh, method acting or he went really, really deep into a lot of like, you know, Taxi Driver and uh, Raging Bull and kind of all these sort of uh, roles he did. He kind of, he went kind of really a hundred percent into it. And then maybe after that, he was kind of like, you know, I've kind of done those kind of things before. uh, And now I'm just going to kind of take it easy, you know, but um. I don't respect him any less as an actor like for doing any of this sort of stuff you know but um, I just think for Pacino he's kind of more he's a better actor overall he just kind of barely shades it just because his uh, career has been more consistent and he's kind of done more kind of challenging roles than I think De Niro has
0: just actually one final and I know I'm pissing off Lima if i just dragging this on but do you think that um, De Niro kind of said here I'm not going to be typecast in a sense you often hear of actors saying that they're only known for say a comedic actor is only known for comedic films. So do you think De Niro kind of deserves credit for that to kind of show his diversity in a sense?
1: No, like I was just saying, like De Niro is not diverse at all. He is De Niro is De Niro. Like but, like he's like he is the Niro character and he's kinda of like in Denzel. Like Denzel, uh, he's not really that good of an actor, he just plays himself, you know, whereas that's kind of the same with De Niro. I think.
0: Uh, but, uh, like, the, I know we finish up this and move to Jack, but it, the reason I'd be saying it is if you compare some of the previous scenario films to, say, The Likes to Meet the Parents or something like that, they're completely different. Like, I know he's a serious actor, a kind of say, playing a serious role in it, but it's completely piss-take film in a sense.
1: Yeah, like well, yeah, okay, I'll take that point that he's kind of done, like, the kind of comedy kind of thing. Uh yeah, I think, I think uh, Pacino can do that as well. Um, I think he's kind of been in a few kind of funny ones as well. But uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I think I just think for me, you know, overall, and I've had a good think about this. <laughs> uh, I think Pacino, Pacino just comes out on top.
0: Yeah, I know. It was just an interesting point, And I know I agree with what you say. And the reason I ask is I want not know an awful amount of, Pacino's films, I won't lie to you, I know De Niro better and that's the reason I'd be asking, not to create kind of an argument but I was just trying to see your thinking on it what do you think Jack?
3: Yeah I would echo pretty much what um, what Liam and uh, Robbie were saying um, like I actually watched uh, Heat, was it last week you know the movie with De Niro and uh, Pacino in it where De Niro is a bad guy and Pacino is a cop. Have um, any of you ever seen that? This is one of my favorite
1: movies of all time. <laughs>
3: like, that is such a good film. Like, it's, it, it, it's absolutely epic-like. Um, and I feel, you know, throughout Pacino's career, you know, he has had performances like that just, like, very consistently, while De Niro, like, is an absolutely fantastic actor. But uh, I do feel, yeah, like he kind of just plays like a kind of a version of himself more often than not. Um, But I just feel like Pacino's performances have kind of given like, you know, us, the actual viewers, more. You know, he's put more of an impact on the actual film world with kind of movies. Yeah, like Donnie Brasco, Heath, uh, Scarface, Serpico. Like there's so many great films there, so many great films.
0: Yeah, I know. Just my view on it, like I was saying, I won't know an awful lot of Al Pacino's films. The ones that I saw him in is with Robert De Niro, and that yeah, I think he's a brilliant actor. But I'm not sit on the fence on I I'd go for De Niro just because I know more, and that's yeah. the reason. Just to see Robbie sinking on it as well. That's the reason. Just feel it out because I'd be biased. I only know De Niro's and. How we really came to know mother. Then say phil or say the the kind of the gangster films and all that. He would have been in would have been delights to meet the parents and all of that. And I think they can be kind of a piss take in a sense for really talented actors. Now that could be an a debate for another day. Anyway, but uh, we move on to our music picks of the week and go let's, to you. Lee. Let's
2: just hold on, hold on there for a second, <clears> there <throat> Right? Yeah. Can we just chalk this moment down in history? <laughs> <laughs> So, Saturday the 20th of February 4.42pm TJ got down off the fence
3: <laughs> Momentous occasion well, I am
0: absolutely astounded Well there's a gale force wind blown, and you hopped up on it as well and it was waving a bit too much for me today so uh, that's the reason I had to hop off it, so.
2: I didn't get on any fence, I never get on the fence <laughs> I, know, I know I'm too big for the fence whatever fucking poor fence ever holds me yeah, that is a structurally sound fence. <laughs>
0: well, we talked this down anyway. It'd be similar to our first anniversary of the podcast. today. I got off the fence, so I try and stay off it now. Uh, we move on to our music picks of the week, and I was actually going to go to you, Limo. So um, any songs or albums coming out or anything th- from years ago that you're listening to at the moment?
2: Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm gone back onto like a, a massive, uh, biggie kind of nice. binge here now again. I think it, like that's there's just so much there that like he 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 didn't do a bad track. Like, yo, he, everything he did was was golden. So, um, even throughout work whenever I study as well. You know, is throw him on, fucking headphones up to the max, on I go. Um, just fucking love him, like you know. Um, at the end of the day, as well, he has a lot of good writing songs, so uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a good writing track, too. So, you know, it's a, there's a bit of art in there, uh, so that's biggie, my man. Definitely my uh, my music pick of the week.
0: Excuse the language, but Lee must be on a horn all this podcast or something because it all goes back to the one. <laughs> One thing, straight. It's actually oh, lads, fun. it's... it's funny. It's funny. <laughs>
2: it's been a long lockdown, lads. A long lockdown.
0: <laughs> <laughs> And to the listeners, I apologise for the lang. Well, anyone knows they can be the language can be. sorry sorry. Uh, uh, go to you, Jack. Uh, any any music picks for this
2: week?
3: Um, for uh, some reason lately, I've been listening to an awful lot of Motorhead. Do you ever listen to Motorhead? He, the uh,
2: Ace of Spades.
3: The Ace of Spades, man. They are a band. Uh, they are a three-piece band that formed, I think, back in the seventies. But they would have been one of like the main kind of pioneers behind kind of like hard rock, heavy metal. Um Yeah. yeah the the lead singer his his name is Lemmy and uh, He died a couple of years ago, but uh like he was a bad motherfucker. Like you know, just like rock and roll, sex, drugs. He just
0: he just did it all. Lived life to the fall. Killing.
3: Yeah, pretty much, yeah.
0: Well it's kind of you can kind of get that sense from the lyrics of the songs as well and the tones of it. So yeah, I know.
3: Yeah,
0: uh anything else, Tad Jack? Any other or just Motorhead or
3: pretty much just kind of an awful lot of lately just kind of like rock, kind of hard rock metal. I have no idea really why, because I guess before that I would have been on a real kind of hip hop binge, kind of uh, similar to Liam. Um, But recently, I guess maybe just um, my own training has been going well and I would listen to that to kind of amp myself up. So I feel like it's just spilled over. to like kind of most of my kind of music kind of listening.
0: And you, Robbie, any music picks for this week?
1: Uh, yeah I have a couple Um, one is kind of, uh, not, oh, it's kind of um, not that unpredictable of one it's uh, Oasis I know a lot of people have heard of Oasis oh, uh, obviously oh, really? but uh, I watched um, the uh, Supersonic uh documentary on Netflix and it's definitely uh, well worth watching it kind of uh, inspired me to kind of just kind of dig back down and to kind of listen to all their kind of albums and uh, I listened to their first album I think it's called Definitely Maybe and there's just so many just kind of kind of banging tracks on that and it's kind of one the the way you can kind of recognize a good album for me is if you just hit play and then you just kind of before you know it it's kind of almost uh come back around to the first song and just kind of just listen to it um yeah so like they're kind of uh, jeff definitely check out the documentary if you haven't watched it and uh yeah they're quality band and then kind of one that maybe people haven't heard of is uh, a guy called uh, gary clark jr and he kind of does a mix of kind of uh, blues, rock, and almost kind of into hip hop. He kind of, all of his kind of songs are kind of very different, you know, and he's kind of really good voice, really good with the guitar as well. So he'd kind of, uh, well, we're checking out for people as well.
0: Cool. Sounds good. Now, I actually didn't know the documentary was on um, Netflix, so I must check that out. Actually, before I give my picks, do you think Oasis will ever reform?
3: No. Yeah,
1: I don't know. <laughs> they kind of uh, don't like each other. Yeah, <laughs> um, they hate each other. And like in the documentary as well, uh, I knew they're kind of their mom, or they had kind of Irish links, but their mom is as Irish as a bag of cans. She is just like so yeah. fucking like she is like the most fucking Irish person you've ever heard of. And then like her two sons are like these real kind of uh, Manchester guys. It's kind of it's really funny. Um, yeah, it's a quality documentary, and uh, you know it definitely kind of highlights kind of how kind of good their music was. And, you know, I think like, like if they were to reform, like they'd probably just play the hits. They wouldn't be making any like new music and stuff. So, you know, whether they reform or not really doesn't really matter, I suppose.
0: Yeah. I think it could be a topic for another uh, podcast. Anyway, actually I was going to do a highball on that Blur Oasis, but um, I decided against it this week. Actually, maybe it's a bad choice. Now. Just to say as well, know, that I'm, for... team,
1: I'm team Liam Gallagher as well. Nice. <laughs> I'd agree with you. Team Liam, because um, uh, no, no, wasn't even in the band.
0: Yeah, sorry.
1: Anyway, I was just saying, I'm, I'm a Team Liam Gallagher as well, because uh, no, he wasn't even in the band originally, and he was kind of almost pushing Liam out in the end. But uh, anyway, talk about summertime.
3: But yeah, to be fair, to him, he definitely did write some good music, though.
1: Oh, yeah, he's 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 kind of he's wrote all the songs, I think so. <laughs>
3: yeah, pretty much like 95% of them.
0: Yeah, I know I'd be in um Leem's camp there as well, actually. Um just to give my picks this week's actually strange because started listening back to a lot of radio this week. um, um I would have worked on a lot in radio and I wouldn't have listened to it being honest, so started listening back a good bit this week and um it's only songs kind of and there's one dj i'm after discovering his work on uh, youtube as well and i actually think now i know it's out a few months but uh the business by ts so i think's actually a classic tune now it could be completely wrong on it but you might disagree with me but i think it's a classic tune Um he wouldn't have been one of my favorite djs gd the Agassino would have been but I think that's a real classic. And I'm going to completely go to the other end of the spectrum. Um, maybe, as Liam was saying, it's a long lockdown. So maybe this is the reason why I think the song Driver's License by Olivia Rodrigo is actually deadly as well. I'm listening to a lot of that lately as well. It's two completely different kind of lots of music to listen to, to dance and then kind of um, depressing music kind of way. And then the DJ I discovered on YouTube, he done a collaboration with the Berlin Orchestra is Alex Christiansen? He was doing a lot of, um, what would you say, a lot of remixes of 90s dance tunes. And I love 90s dance tunes. So he's worth checking out on uh, YouTube. He released an album in 2017 with a compilation of those as well. And I definitely think they're worth checking out. Uh, so it's time to move on to the high ball, lads. So, oh, hello. so I had a lot, a big dilemma, especially when Liam said to me off air that my high ball topics were shit. So they are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of doubting myself now. I was going along the lines I had submitted complaint for a yoke during the week, and I was going to lo- go along those lines. Are you a complainer? Uh, but I actually thought with the music picks last, I said this week for the high ball, if you could pick one song that would sum up your life, what would it be and why? So I go to you first,
2: Liam. Uh, You can fuck off, TJ. Always come to me first. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Oh, fuck. One song to sum up my life. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Is there anything about being an absolute fucking idiot and fuck up? Huh? I'm a teenage <laughs> dirtbag, but you're gone past your teens. But. You know what? Yeah, that that we'll stick with that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I I genuinely don't know. Um,
0: I let you like, hear it's lousy. I let you think there for a few minutes if you want. Well, like I even, even if
2: and... even if you let me think, right? I'm not going to come up with that because we've strongly. <laughs> We've strongly established that I am pure fucking shite when it comes to uh, naming songs and being able to pick a song. But, like, you know, so I don't think I'll be able to answer this, lads. No hassle at all. Mm -hmm. Uh, What about you,
0: Robbie?
1: Man, they are after something, me. Uh, (laughs) 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 Just give us your song there, and then we'll we'll all think about it. I,
0: I actually thought about it, and I'm not ripping the piss with this song. I won't lie to you because I think the lyrics of it are a complete piss take, but I like the kind of the message behind it in a sense. It's uh, Chumbawamba and Todd (laughs) Chumpin. And the reason why is I get knocked down, but I get up again and I keep getting back up. No matter what obstacles were thrown, I always kind of go back and face them stronger than ever. So even though it is a complete drinking song and it's a song you'd love to hear when you're on the piss, it's kind of the message behind it. You get knocked down, but you keep getting up. No matter what life throws at you, as long as you keep getting up, then you're on the right track anyway.
2: So that's my son. Nice. I take it we're going to go to Jack next. <laughs> yeah, I <Lovely>. know. It was Robbie,
1: <laughs> Bobby. Go to Jack. <laughs> I, I thought you, know, was, we're you didn't to... go to Jack you didn't go to Jack yet come on
2: yeah because I got Robbie asked for a bit of extra time you know oh, okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, like the extra time <laughs> to
1: going to Jack
0: sorry yeah, yeah. sorry, I know it showed I wasn't listening lads sorry it showed I wasn't listening so you caught me off guard I go to Jack with my full apologies no worries
3: man yeah like this is such a hard question like um I feel if you know you had like a week to think about this, almost like er- almost every day you you'd like probably change your kind of song. But I would go off of the cuff just right now. I'd probably go to with a Biggie Small song. That's called uh, Big Papa.
0: Oh yes.
3: <sighs> yeah. I've like just... never heard it. <laughs> oh, like uh, well, Biggie there. would be like. Uh, well, I would be a huge, um, I'd be a huge Biggie uh, Smalls fan. You know, big fan for years. Um, I just, I just really like the guy. You know, he obviously was super young when he died. Super talented. Um, and I guess I just like the message. You know, where he's just, you know, a big cool guy, just you know, trying to have fun, smoke, kind of have fun, smoke weed, and then just kind of get off with loads, loads, load, loads of girls. It's just kind of a good message, you know.
1: <laughs> <you. A> good <laughs> life
0: method, uh. yeah. Especially during lockdown. Yeah, I can see the connection there. The <laughs> <laughs> that you uh, kind of just mellow out and yeah, yeah, I can yeah, see Yeah, just you know, see
3: enjoy life.
0: Yeah, I know. I, I'd go with that one. I must actually check that one out. Uh, yeah, do do, you, do, do. Do you have one, Robbie, before we finish up? Or...
1: Listen, I'm trying to like attach uh, my life to some sort of song out there and I don't think I'm going to be able to do it justice. So what I'm going to do, I'm definitely going to do my homework. I'm going to uh, have a good think about it and I will come back to you. But right now I have no fucking answer.
3: (laughs) Yeah, it's such a hard question. I'm I think this lo- is your
2: first decent high ball, TJ. Well, I, was well actually, won, yeah.
0: I was actually going to ask that. Am I actually going to say that I actually picked something good for once? So. Yeah,
2: you've you've stumped us on a high
1: ball, man. Yeah, this is a
2: decent guy. Right? Okay. And he's That's off the hard. fence.
1: And he's off the fence as well. So you know it's, uh, this is a ball. big
2: episode, lads. <laughs> thank god, thank god someone's recording this. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And do you know what on about forty minutes joking all along, I think this might have been our longest episode in a long time. I think this thought.
1: is about eighty minutes, yeah, because we're running out of time. <laughs> yeah, we're
2: running out of time on this uh this
1: You're gonna uh, have your work cut out if you're editing this one. Just <laughs> <laughs> watch, it's gonna be thirty-nine oh one or something at the end of it. <laughs>
0: yeah no, just swipe out all the lean on it so um, <laughs> I know um, yeah, if we have nothing else to say, lads, we finish on that note, and it was a pleasure, as always, and I think this is the first one myself and Leam didn't have a row right on either, so that's I kind of have, as I, well so. I kind
2: of half pissed you off there, I on once said, but you know, you you got over it well TJ.
0: ah no, no no, I, <laughs> I, I,
2: hands up, I have to admit,
0: I did get pissed off the last time, but I didn't today because I realized life's too short, so fuck
2: that and you realise <laughs> you realise the more that I uh, get under your skin the more I'm going to do it and do it and do it So,
0: <laughs> but I going back to it I think it was a good question that day but I'm leaving it at that <laughs> yeah, well, I know well, I wasn't on the
2: topics <laughs> 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 yeah yeah look uh, let's, let's sign it yeah, off yeah, Peter, I know we signed it
0: off <laughs> pleasure lads talk to you soon and tune in keep logging on to our Instagram and our Facebook as well. And we love hearing from you. And if you have any any topics for a highball, uh, be sure to send them on as well. So thanks million for listening. And we chat soon. Thanks a million, lads. Good, good, guys. Luck.
2: good luck. Good luck, good luck.
0: Good luck. Good luck. Good luck.